Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and other friends of the ministry. We have two services at church on Sunday morning, one at 8.45 a.m., the other at 10.45 a.m. There will be Japanese and Korean translation available during that 10.45 a.m. service. And that's also when we have our live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, part five of A Harvest Story, Finding God's Hand in the Coincidences of Life from Ruth chapter three. Let's begin this harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hot for day, Chris. Ruth three gets us right into the middle of the story of Ruth and this guy named Boaz. And we've been uh, about halfway through uh, a harvest story, just telling the story of first Ruth and Naomi. Now we're introduced to the other key character of the, the top three in the book and how God prepared Ruth and Boaz for each other. And then we're going to find out how in all of these quote unquote coincidences that, that this book describes to us, God's hand has been at work in all of them. And if we can understand that, uh, and in fact, uh, how significant this is even in the whole line of redemption for the nation of Israel and for the redemption of the world through the book of Ruth, um, then I think we're going to understand better why and how God works in our lives, even in the things we may not understand. So it has been fantastic to be studying together as a church through this book. And we've got a couple more weeks, one more week after Thanksgiving, and then the following week we'll finish it up right in that first part of December. And we'd love to have you come. You could pick up the earlier messages, so you'd be right on track with it from our website. But even if not, I think you'll uh, be able to catch the feel for the message the book and then uh, follow along with us as we finish up this real exciting story and truth from God's Word. Well, today uh, in our studio and here on Harvest Time, I have the privilege of introducing to you uh, a young man named Eric Knutson. Eric is here uh, at Harvest and on Guam, came just a few months ago in order to be part of a new program. Um, uh, a while back, we started praying about launching uh, a ministry apprenticeship program where we'd take a few sort of hand-picked guys um, that had a burden for pastoral or missions ministry and also were burdened to continue their, their education. So they would have a, an undergrad uh, degree but wanted to go on and, and complete a seminary degree uh, mostly a, a Master's of Divinity degree. And so we partnered together with a Bible college and then opened up this apprenticeship. We think in time we might have, I don't know, seven or eight, nine guys that would be a part of this. Eric was willing to be our guinea pig, <laughs> sort of, to try out this program, and we've been thrilled that he did. He was willing to, and it's been great. So first of all, welcome, Eric. Thank, uh, welcome to Harvest Time, first of all. Yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate it, Pastor Gary. Uh, it's my privilege. And then I know you've been on Guam uh, long enough. It's been a few months now. You feel uh, connected, but you know, kind of publicly, we want to say welcome to Guam and welcome to Harvest. Thanks so much. 
uh, as you start talking, people are going to understand that you have a little bit of a slight accent, a little Canadian accent, right? Where does that come from? Yeah, you bet. I grew up in Edmonton, <laughs> Alberta, and I had the privilege of growing up there. It's a blast. Okay. Um, tell us about that. Tell us about your background, your family. Maybe if you can lead that into your, your story, your spiritual story. Yeah, sure. So I grew up in Edmonton, Alberta, and um, from a young age was privileged to have a great Christian home. And so I was really thankful for parents that loved the Lord and pointed me towards Christ. And so um, there was an opportunity with the church I was going to at the time to um, actually come to an Easter presentation, um, really some kind of musical play production, uh, similar to Festival of Lights that we'll be doing, uh, but this was Easter. And so afterwards, at three years old, I had some questions for my mom. And so that next morning, I just asked her about the gospel, and she um, told me um, very simply about how Christ had died for uh, the sin of mankind, including myself, and helped me come to saving faith and trust in uh, Jesus Christ. And so thankful to, uh, to know him as my Lord and Savior. Wow, it's fantastic. It's an amazing thing. Uh, not everybody has the privilege of, of, you know, sort of that really stable, God-loving, Jesus-following family. And it's awesome when you have that background, really a foundation for life. The program that you're uh, a part of and we're kind of initializing uh, includes uh, uh, several different things. I know your schedule is busy. <laughs> um, you're doing a full, uh, M, we call it an MDiv, but it's a Master's of Divinity, and you're doing that online through a school in the States, a seminary in the States that, we, that we're partnered with. At the same time, you're working, so you're doing, you got a part-time job that helps you know, provide for your your housing and your financial needs. Um, and then you're doing an apprenticeship with our pastors, and that'll be going on through the probably about three, maybe a little bit more than three years that you're part of it. So that's a lot. How, how are you feeling with the weight of all of those tasks that you have going? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a lot to juggle, and so a lot going on, but thankful because really it prepares me well for ministry because that is life and ministry serving the Lord is there's a, a lot that goes on over the course of life. Um, should the Lord bless me with a family, um, that there's going to be a lot. And so it's good preparation and just thankful to, to be here and to be getting prepared in so many different areas, not just academically, but, but also practically in the ministry here and thankful to just be under um, good leaders and, and pastors here. So thankful for that. Yeah, you're absolutely right on, Eric. Um, I felt the same thing in my Bible college, but especially in my seminar training time, that there was such a benefit of the pace of life that started picking up in you know some exceptional ways. Uh, and it was training. It was appropriate training for what was going to come um, just in the pace of shepherding and caring uh, for people. So we're not trying to run you ragged, um, but I, I know that you've been busy and it's a lot of cool stuff that you're having a chance to to uh, to be a part of. I want to ask you about, you know, you're, you're doing this training, this apprenticeship, because you feel, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you feel as though God, God has called you to ministry. 
Tell me about that. What does that mean to you? How, you know, how did that happen? How does a young guy figure out that you think God has put his hand on you and calling you to, to ministry? Yeah, I think uh, we often talk about ministry in a really broad sense. We're, we're all involved in ministry, but I think there is, as the Bible presents it, a, a ministry in a, in a full-time way, a full-time capacity, and that may look like a, a missionary, that may be uh, someone in full-time pastoral ministry, as the Word of God uh, presents it. And so for me, really, my journey started um, when I had the opportunity to go on a mission trip. And I went to Mexico with my my school and had the chance to, to go there. A lot of people I didn't even really know that well, but over the course of that trip, I just started to see that there's more to life um, than just being successful, just making a name for myself, but there's people that need the gospel. And I wasn't sure where God was going to take that. But as my youth pastor, who really had uh, just a heart for the Word of God, started giving me opportunity to invest the Word through just some short devotional challenges, um, I just started to feel um, a sense that maybe this is something I could see um, God using my life in. And it took me some time to build up the courage to, to tell him that I wanted to pursue this, but um, God started to, to work in that way. Um, and I think the call to ministry is more than just uh, a sense or a desire within yourself, but it, it involves looking at uh, the qualifications as Scripture describes it, and then um, getting advice from the the local church that God has entrusted you to, and then helping you as you work alongside them to, to see um, if this is what God's calling you towards. And so I am convinced that that's what God's calling me to, and thankful to see how God's given me the opportunity to grow up here. Yeah, I love that, Eric. What, how old were you when you, you know, how old were you when you took that missions trip and then this idea started forming, this burden that started giving, uh, God started giving you? Yeah, it was really over the course of my 15 to 17 age range that those things took place. Okay. And then I really enjoy, actually, um, I appreciate, that's a better word, I really appreciate how you describe that because I agree with you. I think there's multiple things in play when God called somebody to pastoral or uh, you know teaching, pastoral gifting, missions type ministry. It is the burden and the desire that God places in your heart. It is the qualifications and it is the affirmation of the of the church of people that know you well and uh, and are able to assess you know, your gifts and uh, God's hand in your life. So I really appreciate that. And that's that's kind of an ongoing process, right? I mean, that's part of what's um, happening here. Training for ministry, um, mentored. We really are calling this an apprenticeship, a very specific use of that word. An apprentice is one that comes alongside others within a task and uh, learns from and, um, you know, really begins to learn how to do on their own, you know, and so we just, we're excited about, you know, all of this together and, and really thrilled that God brought you here and you have a genuine servant's heart and a desire to learn. And uh, it's just been really um, encouraging and fruitful to see how God has been leading in that way. Did you grow up, were your parents in, in like in, uh, was your parent your parents of pastors or anything like that? What, what was your family? What did your family do? 
Yeah, no, my, my parents weren't pastors. Um, my dad worked as a school teacher and my mom was a nurse. Uh, but yeah, I just had a youth pastor that really started to help me see um, just the importance of uh, the Word of God and just growing in that love for God's Word started to, to point me on that track. You mentioned already your family, so I know your parents, and you could come back and talk about them as well. But I'm wondering who else, like who were the relational you know, people in your life that invested in you at such a level that that your life really was marked by them kind of forever. Who, who, would you, who would you talk about, maybe two or three people throughout the course of your journey so far? Yeah, so I'd start with my youth pastor, as I mentioned, uh, really had a profound impact just throughout my um, early uh, to, to late teen years and really appreciated that. Had the chance to go on some short trips just up to a nearby church and put on some vacation Bible schools and uh, continue to have some opportunity to invest the word into just young kids in a simple way. And um, also many times throughout uh, the school year would just pick me up from school, we'd come back to his office and he'd start teaching me what it looks like to really understand God's word, to um, exegete it well um, and carefully, and then to, to present it well to, to others and so it was just really um, so thankful to, to have that influence in my life. Um, another person I'd really uh, point to all throughout my college years would be uh, really who I'd consider one of my best friends today, uh, a guy named Joe Terman. Uh, and all throughout um, those years just had an incredible um, friendship of just iron sharpening iron. Um, helping me to see sin in my life, helping me to grow, helping me to take steps um, towards loving Christ. Um, and so, yeah, I just had uh, such a, a great relationship with him and really got to serve in ministry together as well in, in the dormitory, um, whether as a, a room leader with a small group of guys or as a resident advisor with a, a larger group in the in the dorm, but just that um, that, that friendship of spending time together and, and growing. And so, so thankful for, for him as well. And he'd be another one I'd point to. Yeah, it's awesome. It's pretty cool to think about, you know, some different levels, uh, not levels, different ages of, of people who have influenced you and really had significant uh, mentorship and uh, impact on you. Um, and you talked about this, General. Anything else that you would add that would be like, you know, here's a couple of key things that they did or qualities that was important that, that you know, really impacted me. Yeah, so just to add one more that, that comes to mind, the, the pastor I had in, in Ankeny at Ankeny Baptist Church uh, that I really spent a lot of time with. His name is Brad Fincham, and I had the opportunity to really grow in a, a small group ministry. And I know um, we've just uh, launched our community groups recently and uh, really excited to be a part of those. And uh, what we did similarly for the, the past two years is um, the, the pastor sensed a, a burden in, in my heart and another's heart just to see a, a closer-knit group of college students growing together to, to know and to, to love Christ in a, in a personal way and really just came alongside uh, me and gave me opportunity to serve in that way in a small group and so we would meet at various times and he would say hey this is what it looks like to to, to lead this group this is what it looks like to, to lead in discipleship and worship and growing and um, just care for one another and then he would just 
let us let us go on that and and lead those groups and so really um, just giving me ownership and opportunity to to lead in a really key area like that that I was really undeserving of but um, he just gave me that opportunity the the one-on-one time uh, was just so big and um, yeah just uh, helping me to, to grow as a, a person, um, even as I had questions about things I was wrestling with and just such a great, um, personal relationship. And yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so let's turn the corner kind of on this last section, talk about, uh, now and, and into the future. Uh, well, first of all, what, what has just, uh, been your adjustment here to Guam. Anything that surprised you? What's been hard? What has been awesome? Tell me about that part. One thing that surprised me was getting chased by boonie dogs. But um, <laughs> You've had a few experiences of that, I know. <laughs> right. Um, besides that, uh, I wasn't necessarily surprised by the heat, but definitely it's, it's warmer than uh, the snow banks of Canada. Um, <laughs> so that's a little bit different. So early on in your life, Eric, God has given you a capacity, you know, to if you can handle the cold of of Canada and then the warmth and the humidity of Guam. He's got you set up for wherever in the whole world he wants to send you, right? <laughs> oh yeah, you betcha. Yeah, <laughs> good. Anything else? What else has been good uh, as you've settled in here? Yeah, um, honestly, I've definitely enjoyed um, just the simple um, being able to have meals with some of the, the college students we have here and start mm-hmm. to uh, build relationships with them. And even just recently this week, one of them came up to me um, and just said, hey, Eric, I need to talk about some spiritual things going on in my life and had been waiting for some of that and just really thankful to see as um, God moves in the hearts of the college students we have out here and what an amazing ministry it is to see um, students from far out islands that are coming here to to Guam and having the chance to learn um, so clearly the word of God, and then having the chance just in a small way to, to be a part of their growth. That's really awesome, Eric. Be patient with that because I think uh, as those relationships develop, as they learn to trust you and as they know that you care about them, I do think you're going to be able to have be a voice of uh, counsel and encouragement for many of them in, in the time. So, yeah, I, I hope, I believe that that's going to continue to happen too. One last thing. Tell me about uh, your big goals and burdens for your time here. I mean, uh, for sure, be about three years, um, and who knows what God's got after that. But tell me what your burdens are, what hmm. you'd like to see God accomplish uh, during this time. Yeah. So really, um, long term, I hope to um, serve the Lord, whether uh, on the mission field somewhere or whether in pastoral ministry and really just making, um, building disciples in a, in a local church and heralding just the importance of worldwide missions. And so wherever I am, I see that as important. And so um, for, for right now, really what I wanna, wanna grow in is, I just wanna grow in areas of, of character, of, of knowledge, of being prepared um, to um, serve in that, that way. Um, in full-time ministry, uh, but then, then also um, enjoying the the MDiv that I'm I'm working on, and so hoping to continue that, and then uh, just wherever um, ministry-wise I'm I'm able to serve, and and thankful for the Heart for Christ ministry to to just invest the gospel into people's lives to to help people to grow 
in understanding um, just the call we have to, to worship the Lord wherever we're, we're placed. And so, um, yeah, wherever um, God allows me to, to be in my time out here just to, to serve him uh, faithfully in the, the simple areas. I love that, Eric. I love that answer. Um I was just talking with our fourth and fifth year guys. I have the privilege of having just sort of an informal class period with them every other week. And, um, and I was telling them, these are guys that are preparing for either pastoral ministry or, uh, you know, we, we hope church leadership, deacons um, in God's church all across Micronesia. Um, and I told them they have uh, here in a, in a Bible college, they're going to take five years of classes. But the number one thing that we're praying that is built into their life is something that we really don't have a class for. And that is that God wants to build into them this spiritual character. And that's the first thing that you said. I really appreciated that. Um, because, um, you know, frankly, and actually together then we read through Second Timothy 3, uh, the first section about the qualifications of a pastor, and then the second about the qualifications of deacons, which, you know, the dream is that all those guys would be ready for leadership at some level in the churches that they would go back to or the places that God puts them. And in all of those qualifications, none of them have to do with the classes that they're taking. I mean, I mean we believe in the classes that they're taking, <laughs> And the same thing for you. You know how, how invested I am and burdened for that for you. But the qualifications have to do with their character. And, and I told them it's not like we're neglecting that. Actually, that's, that's the rest of their time here. <laughs> you know. So the rest of their time here is really outside of classes and responsibilities there. It's really trying to invest in them so that they could grow in those areas so that when they would leave, they would be men of character who love God and love his word. Um, but I'm so burdened for that that you know, it would be a tragedy to graduate um, guys from our Bible college or you know, even for you to get through and have great preparation, uh, experience in all kinds of things in a broad ministry, have you know, phenomenal MDiv, um, but, uh, and I hope all of that happens for you, Eric, but I, my prayer is that God would just build into you a strength of character in your foundation that would be able to stand the test of time. And um, I see that already in you and praying that God will keep building that. So thank you for answering that way as an encouragement to me. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, we want to take this opportunity as we close the program to invite you again to services at Harvest Baptist Church. This Sunday, we have an 8.45 a.m. service and a 10.45 a.m. service. You can see that 10.45 a.m. service on our live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.